Hi everyone, this is Dr. Gayla. Welcome to your Health Connection. It's great to be with you. This podcast is designed to give you natural solutions to your health problems based upon my 35 years of experience as a functional medicine practitioner. I love helping individuals experiencing complicated conditions when nothing else has worked. Each week I'll be giving you health tips and strategies that you can implement to improve your health and function at your best. Thanks for spending some time with me today. If you suffer with migraines, you know how debilitating it can be and that completing your normal daily tasks can be nearly impossible when you have a migraine. One of the reasons I decided to become a healthcare practitioner is because my mother suffered from daily migraines throughout most of her life, and I was determined to find the cause of her headaches so that I could help her. Fortunately, I was able to help her, and today I'll be going over the functional medicine approach that I followed to help my mom. That is to identify and address the root cause of your migraines rather than just suppress your symptoms with medication. I'll be going over the possible causes, the best tests to order, some case histories, and the steps you can take to get rid of your migraines. Let's take a look at a few statistics. Migraines affect 1 billion people worldwide and about 36 million people in the United States. This equates to about one out of every seven people. Migraines are the third most prevalent illness in the world. Symptoms include extreme pain, nausea, lack of appetite, changes in vision, dizziness, anxiety, fatigue, disturbed thinking, and sensitivity to sound, light, smell, and touch. Unfortunately, current current migraine medications only work about 50% of the time and for 50% of those taking them. Let's look at some of the underlying causes of migraine. While migraines have been tied to many factors, recent research has revealed a connection between migraines and imbalances in your gut. A study involving 125,000 irritable bowel syndrome, or IBS, patients found that those with IBS had a 60% higher chance of being diagnosed with migraines. Other studies have found that 20 to 50% of IBS patients have migraines, while only 4 to 19% of the control group had migraines. A study published in the Polish Journal of Neurology and Neurosurgery found that 23 to 53% of people with IBS experienced frequent headaches and that 10 to 20% of the population had both migraines and IBS. Another study published in BMC Gastroenterology reported that people with IBS were 40 to 80% more likely to also have migraine than people without IBS. A study published in Current Pain and Headaches reports found a further connection between migraine, IBS, and celiac disease, which causes an intolerance to gluten. Recently, a study published in 2017 in the Pakistan Journal of Medical Sciences found that people with migraine who have a long history of migraine history, uh, recurring attacks, and anxiety were more likely to have IBS. A 2014 study published in the medical journal Frontiers in Neurology strongly suggested that a leaky gut is an important factor in migraine headaches. Let's take a look at leaky gut 
and how it may contribute to your migraines. The lining of your small intestine consists of a single layer of tightly fitted cells called tight junctions. Only tiny particles of nutrients are allowed to pass through these tight junctions. The lining is designed to allow the absorption of your good nutrients into your blood and keep harmful particles such as undigested food particles, toxins, or bacteria out. If your gut lining becomes compromised due to chronic stress, taking antibiotics, pain medications, pesticides, or consuming a poor diet, harmful particles can enter your bloodstream. If your immune system detects harmful particles in your blood, it will react by re releasing inflammatory chemicals such as cytokines and histamines to destroy the invaders. If you have a leaky gut and do not repair your gut lining, you can develop chronic inflammation. Recent medical research suggests for some, this chronic inflammatory state may predispose you to migraine headaches. One study concluded that people who have inflammatory bowel conditions with associated issues such as Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, and irritable bowel syndrome experience a much higher incidence of migraine headaches, often two to three times more often. So now let's take a look at the communication system between your gut and your brain. The gut-brain axis is a term for the communication network that connects your gut and your brain. Your gut and brain are connected through special chemicals called neurotransmitters. Neurotransmitters are produced in the brain and control feelings and emotions. Have you ever had a gut feeling or butterflies in your stomach? You feel these sensations in your belly suggesting that your brain and your gut are connected. Recent studies show that your brain affects your gut health and your gut may affect your brain health. These two organs are connected both physically and biochemically in a number of different ways. Neurons are nerve cells found in your brain and central nervous system that tell your body how to, how to behave. Your gut also contains neurons, which are connected to your brain through nerves in your nervous system. The vagus nerve is one of the largest nerves connecting your gut and brain, and it sends signals in both directions. For example, in animal studies, stress inhibits the signals sent through the vagus nerve and also causes gastrointestinal problems. Your gut-brain axis is also connected through your immune system. Gut microbes play an important role in your immune system and inflammation by controlling what is passed into your body and what is excreted. The chemical messages that pass between your gut and your brain can be affected by the bacteria, viruses, and fungi that live in your gut. These chemical messages are essential to the healthy functioning of both your brain and your gut. If you have gut dysfunction, your gut brain can be starved of the proteins it uses to make neurotransmitters such as your relaxing, feel-good neurotransmitter, serotonin. This can lead to neurotransmitter imbalance in both your gut and in your brain. In your brain, the symptoms can manifest as altered moods or symptoms of migraine. With gut dysfunction, you can develop leaky gut, and that can cause an immune response that can lead to inflammation. Recent research suggests that migraines may have an autoimmune component. Rates of autoimmunity have been shown to be higher in people who regularly suffer from migraines. 
Migraines tend to be more common in patients with systemic lupus or irritable bowel syndrome. One reason for this is likely due to inflammation. Patients who have a migraine diagnosis tend to have a higher level of C-reactive protein. This is a marker in your blood for inflammation. When your blood vessels in your brain become inflamed, whether from stress, food sensitivities, hormonal imbalances, or toxins, your white blood cells flood the area to fight off the danger, just as they would if you had an injury or an infection. This can cause swelling that leads to the painful symptoms associated with migraines. In functional medicine, we always begin by testing and treating any imbalances in your gut. I always recommend doing a GI map DNA stool test to determine what the health of your gut is. This test will check for dysbiotic or pathogenic bacteria, parasites, yeast overgrowth, your levels of digestive enzymes, immune function, and the levels of inflammation in your gut. For a quick fix, many people rely on non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs such as Advil, Motrin, and Excedrin to treat their migraines. Unfortunately, these can disrupt your gut flora and cause leaky gut, which can leave you even more susceptible to autoimmune issues. They've also been shown to cause intestinal bleeding, even at very low doses. Please listen to my podcast number three, Tips for Addressing Bloating, Belly Pain, Chronic Constipation, and Diarrhea, if you'd like to hear my recommendations for addressing gut health problems and encourage overgrowth of bad bacteria in your small intestine. Bacteria does not belong in your small intestine and can cause symptoms such as gas, bloating, constipation, or diarrhea. This condition is known as small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, or SIBO. Researchers at UCSD performed bacterial sequencing and analysis on volunteers' oral and fecal bacteria samples and found that individuals experiencing migraines tended to have slightly more of a certain type of bacteria in the gut, which processes nitrates. Nitrates are common headache triggers. Processed deli meats, like processed turkey, ham, are a common source of nitrates. In your, in your bloodstream, nitrates are broken down by bacteria, which convert them into nitric oxide. Nitric oxide can then dilate your blood vessels. This process can lead to dilated blood vessels in your brain, which can lead to a migraine. So avoiding nitrates is really important if you want to reduce your incidence of migraine. Foods high in nitrates include cured processed deli meats, also canned vegetables and packaged seafood. Stress may also weaken the barrier between your small intestine and bloodstream by creating large cracks or holes in the lining of your gut. When this happens, bacteria, toxins, and undigested food particles can pass through the open barrier and enter your bloodstream leading to food sensitivities and inflammatory reactions throughout your body. Many of us are producing fight-or-flight hormones up to 8 to 10 hours per day due to pressure at work, school issues, family situations, or financial worries. Chronic stress creates an inflammatory state that never lets your immune system cool down, and chronic inflammation can cause migraines. Symptoms of high production of cortisol include difficulty falling asleep, weight gain when under stress, 
waking up tired even after six or more hours of sleep, excessive perspiration or perspiration with little or no activity. Another factor involved in migraines is hormonal imbalance. If you get premenstrual migraines, it's often caused by an imbalance in your estrogen and progesterone. Usually it's too much estrogen and not enough progesterone. Estrogen has a known impact on the action of serotonin, a neurotransmitter that modulates pain and mood. Estrogen also affects your blood vessels and blood pressure, and blood vessel alterations are known to play a role in migraines as well. It's likely that both of these factors and possibly others could mediate the estrogen-migraine connection. If you have menstrual migraines, it's important to test your hormone levels. The test I always recommend is called the Dutch urine test. This is a state-of-the-art test for checking hormone levels. It will check your levels of progesterone, all three of your estrogens, the efficiency of your estrogen detoxification pathways, your male hormones or androgens, testosterone, DHEA, and cortisol. It also checks a few organic acid markers. Testing and timing is important because it can impact how best to treat your menstrual migraine. If it occurs just prior to the onset of your menstruation, then it may be due to the natural drop in progesterone levels. Knowing when your menstrual migraines occurs will determine the best prevention strategy for you. If your headache begins a few days before your period, it could be due to a drop in estrogen, progesterone, or both. If you suffer with a migraine at ovulation, it could be due to the peaking levels or the highest levels of estrogen and progesterone at that time. Or it may occur during menstruation itself when your estrogen and progesterone levels are at their lowest. A good way to determine when your migraines are occurring is by keeping a record of at least three cycles to track exactly when your migraine attacks occur. Be sure to note the precise day of your cycle as closely as possible. Once you have a clear understanding of which days in your menstrual cycle the migraine is occurring, then you're in a better position to begin treating it. A simple diary can help dramatically. If there's an imbalance of estrogen in relationship to progesterone, then a healthy diet is the first step. In fact, it should be one of the first steps for all migraine patients. What we eat plays a huge role in your overall health and being. Diet is thought to be the biggest factor affecting our hormones through the exposure of certain chemicals in our food products. Research suggests that diet can attribute to up to 90% of all factors affecting your hormones. Your liver has to detoxify harmful substances that come in from your food, medications, and chemicals from our environment. If your liver is overburdened from detoxifying harmful substances, your estrogen detoxification pathways may become compromised, and this can lead to estrogen retention, known as estrogen dominance. This does not mean that you're producing too much estrogen. It means that your liver may not be properly binding it up and excreting it through your colon, so you can end up retaining it. Symptoms of estrogen dominance include alternating menstrual cycle lengths, either extended, greater than 32 days, or shortened, less than 25 days, cramping during periods, heavy blood flow, breast pain and swelling, being irritable or depressed during your period, acne or hair loss. Please listen to my podcast number five, Natural Solutions for PMS, for more information regarding hormonal balancing.
Another important hormone to check is your thyroid. Hypothyroidism has been shown to be more common in migraine sufferers. Symptoms of low thyroid include waking up tired, fatigue throughout the day, feeling cold, having cold hands and feet, gaining weight easily, constipation, depression, lack of motivation, morning headaches, losing the outside, of the por outside portion of your eyebrows, and dry skin. I always recommend checking thyroid stimulating hormone, or TSH, your level of free T4, your T3 uptake, TPO, and thyroid antibodies. In a study from the University of Cincinnati, researchers found that migraine sufferers had a 41% increased risk of developing hypothyroidism. An underactive thyroid, which controls your body's metabolic rate, can lead to fluctuating hormones, estrogen in particular, which can trigger migraines. Many foods are known to trigger migraines. These foods include chemical additives such as aspartame, nitrates and nitrites, and MSG. The FDA received so many reports of adverse reactions to foods containing MSG that these reactions, characterized by headaches, nausea, and facial pressure, were termed MSG syndrome complex. Aged cheeses, red wine, cured meats, and other high histamine foods are also likely to cause migraines, especially in those who have histamine intolerance. Histamine is a neurotransmitter that causes your blood vessels to swell or dilate. This action notifies your immune system of potential danger. If you have histamine intolerance, you won't be able to break down histamines properly, and the buildup from high histamine foods can cause your blood vessels to swell. This can lead to migraines, dizziness, nausea and vomiting, facial redness, and several other symptoms. Dehydration is another factor that can be behind your migraine headaches. When you are dehydrated, the fluid balance of your body is disrupted, and your brain can actually shrink and pull away from your skull. Dehydration can be caused by excessive sweating during strenuous exercise or simply from not drinking enough water throughout the day. Sleep disturbances can also be a factor involved in the development of your migraines. Half of all migraines occur between 4 a.m. and 9 a.m. Many people who suffer from migraines also tend to experience sleep disturbances, including insomnia, restless leg syndrome, and sleep apnea. Impaired sleep can cause disruptions in your hormones, your hormone secretion, and other bodily functions such as blood pressure regulation, which affects the blood vessels in your brain. Getting a Dutch urine hormone test can let you know if you have hormonal imbalances, if you have high levels of cortisol, or a deficiency in melatonin. Serotonin is converted at night to melatonin. If you have gut dysfunction, you may not be producing adequate serotonin, and this can lead to uh, sleep disturbances. About 90 to 95% of your serotonin is actually made in your gut. If stress elevates your cortisol levels at night, you'll likely develop a sleep disorder. So let's look at a case study. This 34-year-old female came to me on November 20th, 2019. She was suffering with daily migraines, bloating, loose stool, clenching her jaw at night, anxiety, depression, PMS, many food sensitivities, weight gain, and hypothyroid. She'd suffered with migraines since age 17. She was taking the migraine medication Topamax, daily Excedrin, which was, of course, ruining the lining of her gut, 
and armed with thyroid. She was also taking, taking an antihistamine, and she had a mouth guard for, uh, to help with the clenching to protect her teeth. I began by recommending an anti-inflammatory elimination diet to address her food allergies and to reduce the inflammation in her body. I then ordered a GI map DNA stool test, and when we received the results back, we found that she had several dysbiotic bacteria, very low levels of digestive enzymes, which she needed to break down her foods properly, and low levels, levels of her immune-protecting immunoglobulins. We gave her antimicrobials to kill the dysbiotic bacteria and digestive enzymes to help her digest her food. I had also ordered a Dutch hormone urine test and found that she had high levels of cortisol, the stress hormone, low levels of progesterone, low estrogen, low testosterone, low B12, and high levels of cortisol. I recommended a product containing calcium, magnesium, valerian, passiflower, to relax the muscles in her jaw and stop the clenching at night. It was also, it was, it's a natural muscle relaxer, so it, it actually relaxed all her muscles, including her, the muscles in her shoulder and neck. I also recommended pregnenolone to increase her estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone, and I recommended a product containing L-theanine, phosphatidylserine, ashwagandha, bacopa, and rhodiola to help balance out her high cortisol levels. On January 7, 2020, she reported that her daily headaches had stopped and that she was no longer taking any Topamax or Excedrin. She experienced a headache once before her period, so I recommended something called Estrofactors to support her estrogen balance. On March 14, 2020, she reported that she had no PMS or headaches and reported that her bloating was gone and her bowels were no longer loose. After killing the dysbiotic bacteria, we added probiotics and prebiotics and sealed her gut lining with a product containing L-glutamine, zinc, and some other nutrients. Our last step was a liver detoxification program to improve her liver function and detoxify all the medications that she'd taken from out of her system. Her headaches stopped, her PMS resolved, her bloating and loose stool resolved, and she lost weight. Here's another case history that's really short and simple. This 27-year-old male came to me. He, he had started weightlifting or bodybuilding a few years before. And when I took his history, I discovered that his daily migraines had started right after he started bodybuilding. I also discovered that they started after he began taking a multivitamin and mineral product. We stopped the multivitamin and mineral product, and his daily headaches stopped. Sometimes it can be that simple. To heal your migraines, you have to first locate the cause of your headaches and then address the underlying issues. So let's look at some solutions and the tests to run to eliminate your migraines. First, we always begin by identifying and removing food allergens and sensitivities and checking for any imbalances in your gut. Symptoms of food allergy, bowel and gut imbalance include fatigue, brain fog, bloating, constipation or diarrhea, gas, joint pain, postnasal drip, or sinus congestion. To determine food allergies, I usually order an IgE and IgG food allergy blood panel. I also always order a GI DNA stool test to check for uh, bacterial imbalances, parasites, yeast, viruses, worms, and gluten sensitivity. 
Gluten sensitivity is a very common cause of headaches and migraines. If you experience symptoms such as bloating, constipation, or fatigue after eating, gluten may be the trigger of your migraines. Research from a 1979 study showed that migraine sufferers with food allergies significantly better benefited from an elimination diet. Another 2010 study found that a restriction diet significantly reduced migraines. I recommend following an elimination diet. Eliminate all dairy products, gluten-containing foods, corn, soy, chocolate, alcohol, eggs, sugar, yeast, food additives, artificial sweeteners, especially aspartame, MSG, nitrates, sulfites, um, and sulfites are found in wine, dried food, and food in salad bars. 50 to 70% of your plate should be consists of organic, non-starchy vegetables and then other root-type vegetables. Eat from the rainbow. Eat lots of different colors of vegetables and eat the low-sugar fruits such as berries, kiwis, watermelon, green apples. Try to eat only organic. If you eat meats, eat pastured meats, wild-caught fish, organic nuts and seeds, olive oil, coconut oil, uh, make sure it's cold-pressed. If you drink coffee, don't drink more than two cups per day, and make sure that your coffee is organic. It's also important to not drink your coffee past 1 p.m. in the afternoon so you don't stay awake at night. Histamine is related to allergic reactions and is one of the chemical mediators that contributes to migraines. About 25% of the population may have an alteration in an enzyme called diamine oxidase. This is the enzyme in your intestine that breaks down histamines that come in on, on your foods. And um, in a study, they found that it significantly shortened the duration of migraine attacks that usually and usually reduce the number of episodes. So that's taking diamine oxide or DAO. It's an enzyme. Um, another thing that's very important is taking nettles and quercetin and vitamin C. That combination is a natural antihistamine. I mentioned the HIST-DAO or uh, diamine oxidase product. Studies have also shown that artificial sweeteners trigger migraines. A Harvard study showed that drinking over three cups of coffee per day was linked to migraines. So it's best to keep your limit, you know, limit your coffee intake to two cups or less. Also, check your levels of magnesium. Research has shown that migraine sufferers are more likely to be magnesium deficient. Muscle contraction is a big part of what causes headaches and IBS. Bloating, cramps, and diarrhea are all caused by inappropriate spasms of the muscles in your gut. Magnesium helps to relax these muscles. Migraines are also caused by the blood vessels in your head not being able to dilate as much as they should, and magnesium helps with that dilation. Symptoms of low magnesium include headaches, constipation, anxiety, insomnia, irritability, sensitivity to loud noises, muscle cramps or twitching, and palpitations. I recommend that you test your, your red blood cell level magnesium levels through a lab like I use LabCorp. Um, mitochondrial imbalances can also cause migraines. Your mitochondria uh, burn your foods and produce energy and oxygen on a cellular level. 
Symptoms of mitochondrial imbalance include fatigue, muscle ache, migraines, and brain fog. I recommend checking your urinary organic, organic acid levels through a Genova organic acids test. Your mitochondria need coenzyme Q10 and B vitamins to produce that oxygen and energy on a cellular level. In a study on children and young adults, researchers at Cincinnati Children's Hospital found a link between mild deficiencies of CoQ10, riboflavin, and vitamin D deficiency and migraines. When the CoQ10 deficiency was treated, they found it reduced the frequency of migraines and lessened nausea by 50%. A study from the journal Neurology found that patients who were supplemented with CoQ10 had a reduced frequency of headaches compared to the placebo group. So taking B-complex, adding riboflavin, and definitely adding coenzyme Q10, along with magnesium and alpha-lipoic acid, can be helpful because it, treats, it supports your mitochondria. Research involving vitamin D supplementation as treatment uh, has shown a significantly reduced number of headaches. A Finnish study showed that men with the lowest vitamin D levels were twice as likely to suffer from headaches than those with the highest levels. Previous studies showed that taking vitamin D could prevent musculoskeletal pain, which we know can cause headaches. Research has also shown that about 42% of patients with chronic migraine were vitamin D deficient. And the longer you suffer from migraines, the more likely it is that you're vitamin D deficient. Folic acid um, can actually has led to a 50% reduction in migraine disabilities, uh, according to a study that was done over a six-month period. I mentioned earlier that migraines may stem from disruption in your gut microbiota, differences in the overall bacterial composition, or increased intestinal permeability called leaky gut. In a study of 51,000 people, researchers in Norway found a higher prevalence of headache among those who regularly experience gastrointestinal symptoms. As the headaches became more frequently, so did the incidence of GI symptoms. In a recent uh, test, migraine sufferers received a probiotic strain containing 14 different types of bacteria. At the end of the study, those taking the probiotics are about a 40% reduction in frequency of headaches and about a 30% reduction in severity of headaches compared to the placebo diet. So you can see how important it is to check and correct anything that's going on in your gut. And finally, stress management, stress management is key to treating your migraines. Find something that you love to do. Walk, ride your bike, do yoga, whatever you love to do to uh, reduce your stress. One of the things that I love listening to is something called The Three Principles. If you just Google The Three Principles, there's lots of information on it, lots of free um, YouTube explanations. It's mostly psychologists and psychiatrists who talk about The Three Principles. What I love about it is that there's no technique, there's nothing you have to do, nothing you have to buy, no place you have to go. It's just an understanding of how our minds work and it's really a great help if you're suffer suffering with stress. I'll close by doing a quick summary. First, you want to follow an anti-inflammatory elimination diet. Second, you're going to want to check your gut health with a DNA stool test called a GI map. You're going to want to check your hormone levels with a Dutch urine hormone test. Check your RBC levels of magnesium. 
Take magnesium, B-complex, and a high-quality multivitamin and mineral supplement. Find your favorite stress reduction technique. I do online consultations worldwide, so if you'd like a consult, just check us out at drgala.com. That's D-R-G-A-I-L-A.com. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you.